spin it. No, you're fine. It's, we're 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 making good time. But you like it when I'm more energetic, because then I I yeah. I interrupt you more often. I I think I if, I think I've explicitly said the the opposite of that. No, well, I think that's what you, that may be what you like. I I mean maybe you were being sarcastic. I don't know. Who am I to? Semiotics is difficult. You know? I'll tell you who you are, Chris. You're the podcast being Jim Davis because there's something about Garfield. <laughs> My name is Jonathan Gibson, and I am Jim Davis. My name is Christopher Winter. I'm Jim Davis. Chris, it's Saturday, November 12th, 1983, and today we're reading the 1,973rd ever Garfield strip. What happens in today's Garfield? Jonathan, in today's Garfield. 1983 was meant to be a prime year for John Travolta as he starred in the highly anticipated follow-ups to his two most successful movies at the time, Grease and Saturday Night Fever. Two of a kind paired him once again with Olivia Newton-John, his love interest from Grease. Meanwhile, Staying Alive was set to be the direct sequel of Saturday Night Fever, revisiting the character of Tony Manero five years later. In a film written and directed by Rocky Balboa himself, Sylvester Stallone. Whoa. Unfortunately, both films Aww. seem to have been critical and financial failures, leading to a slump in the career of then A-lister John Travolta. However, it appears that even with these two flops, Aunt Gussie's love for him continues to be staying alive. It was a long Bravo. wind up. Ryan Pfeiffer to a, uh, anyway. Look, bravo all around. Um, yeah, three panels. All right, John's carrying Garfield like a football, and then and he's standing there, and then not I Gussie it, is there. I call it a pigskin. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> like I, I, I also do that. <laughs> um, um, I call looks, it a gridiron. I, <laughs> <laughs> I call it basketball. Um, mm. John is uh, uh, John saying it was nice visiting you, Aunt Gussie. And then Aunt Gussie says, "Same here, John." Wait, that's, were that's they at Aunt, Aunt Gussie's house? Yeah, they went to go visit her at the beginning of the week. Remember? I guess I just assumed Aunt Gussie was visiting them. You might have you might have gotten confused because we had that long discussion about how it was the same joke mm, from two years ago. I wasn't really ago. listening. Yeah, about Lizzie Borden. Yeah, but no, they started right. by saying. John started by saying, guess who we're, we're going to go visit on Gussie. That's right. Yeah. Okay. In All right, panel... panel two. Okay, you say it. Okay. All right. Uh, John turns around mm -hmm. and he's carry. He's like, oh, this is I, really a really weird drawing of John. I think it's important to register that between panels one and panel two, John Arbuckle's body rotates 180 <laughs> degrees on the y-axis well, his head remains completely <laughs> immobile. <laughs> yeah, and and we see like just his, the upper parts of both arms somehow. Mm. Um, because well, he's like he's still football pigskin carrying yeah. Garfield, but like the other way around, and so we see like the back of Garfield at like a three quarter profile. It's a weird... Yeah, it's a really weird angle to see Garfield's head at because we see like a full jowl on mm. the, on Garfield's left 
left side. Yeah, and John's head is like 180 degrees. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, the wrong way around. Like, if you imagine him executing this movement, it's inhuman and mm-hmm. disconcerting. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, this is clearly some sort of like cubist impression of John Arbuckle. And you'd better forget about your crush on John Travolta. He's young enough to be your grandson. So says John Arbuckle in panel two. And, yeah. and Tanta Gussie there is just impassive, I would say. arms. She has arms her folded. arms crossed, which I like. Yeah. The final panel, John Arbuckle and Garfield have left. They're just gone. And Aunt <laughs> Gussie is shouting after them. Don't tell that to my computer dating service. Um, indicating, I guess, that she signed up for computer dating. She's lied about her age. And she's hoping that John Travolta is also on her dating service. Which, yeah, I don't know. Did I believe that. A, in 1983? Yeah, sure. Computer dating can't have been... That must have been quite novel in 1983. Right? Like, yeah. when did computer dating begin as a thing that people did? Um, Before before now, I guess. Before 1983. Like yeah, how personal we, computers were not, like, ubiquitous. Certainly, I mean, obviously, but... Like, how um, did... How did computer dating work prior to the advent of the internet? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm actually looking at some um, timelines. Yeah, apparently, computer dating existed as early as the 1960s. Wow. What, yeah. like a, on the ARPANET? No, I guess, I guess, so I guess the deal was like, look, I'm not going to click on this link. There's an article in The Atlantic Monthly. Old Weird Tech, Computer Dating of the Hmm. 1960s. Sounds like a good article, actually. Another article in Business Insider. This is what computer dating looked like in the 1960s. Apparently a lot of monthly Hmm. or weekly Hmm. magazines. Here's one one in The Economist. What are all these middle-brow magazines doing articles about 1960s computer dating? Uh, I guess like you would, it was by mail. Like you would mail in your profile answer the questions or whatever and they would match you with people who they thought you would make a good match with um this huffington post article again i'm not clicking on any of these i refuse to this huffington post title is the history of online dating from 1695 to now I mm-hmm. think probably very little online dating happened in the year 1695, but who am I to say? <laughs> yeah, well, it was, like like I said, it was using the ARPANET. So. It was very early ARPANET. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, when the you know, when the when the Pilgrims arrived in North America, they just found the ARPANET there. They did, but... It was uh, there at Massachusetts yeah. Institute of Technology. was one of the early schools. Yeah. The, the Indians called it maze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
oh, we're done here. Okay. We're done here. <laughs> um, the uh, the Minitel was a video text online service accessible mm-hmm. through telephone lines, sure. and was the world's most successful online service prior to the World Wide Web. Invented in not going to say that near some other place in France. <laughs> It was rolled out experimentally on 15 July 1980 mm-hmm. uh, and uh, introduced commercially throughout France in 1982 by the PTT. So there you, there go. you go. I think I think uh, I think old Aunt Gussie is uh, is, is using the, the video text service. She's she's pogoing to on the Minitel. Yeah. Uh, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis. How long should a man's Garfield recap podcast be? Long enough to reach the ground. Thank you and good night. We love you. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.